0: you sent in the wolf shit that's all you had to say get away from her you
1: bitch Banana. Banana. aristotle was not belgian
0: fortune and glory kid fortune and glory even interesting enough to make me sick. It's only an island if you look at it from the water.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sending the Wolf. My name is Clark Wolf. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm recording this intro on the road without the uh, convenience of my handy dandy microphone. So, if I sound a little, uh, you know, airy and open, that's why. Um, But I'm super excited for our episode today. Today, my guest is Haley Manrique, and Haley is the co host of the Reverie Original podcast. We're not together with Zach and Haley. So, if you listened last week, uh, Zach Ogle is her counterpart on that show. Last week we talked about bringing up Baby and um, this week we are diving into Hitchcock, the return to Hitchcock. It's kind of crazy how in the entire trajectory of this show I want to say we've only done two Hitchcock movies and that's in almost 60 episodes. Of course the first was um, episode two, Vertigo with Rebecca McKendry, which if you've been listening to this show for a while you know comes up a lot. Um, And of course Rear Window with Louis Vertel. Um, Those are two of my favorite episodes, so if you haven't listened to them, please do. But we've never gotten into any of the other Hitchcock, um, especially Psycho, crazy enough. So um, today we're talking about the birds, and this is one that I was really glad that we were talking about. This is one that, um, you know, I mentioned in the episode that I took um, – a Hitchcock course, Hitchcock specific course in film school. So spent a lot of time sort of analyzing and dissecting and looking at the context of the time that um, Hitchcock was making movies. And The Birds is always a movie that I enjoy. I feel like I don't love it, but I also don't not love it. I just think it's fun and I think it's fine. And um, of course, you know, because it's Hitchcock, we can spend hours and we spend at least 30 minutes sort of analyzing the metaphors and the meanings and all that kind of stuff. But at the End of the day, this is one of Haley's favorite movies. And um, Haley, for the record, by the way, is probably she wins the award for most patient podcast guest because this is the Clark is a literal and figurative hot mess episode. Um, my apartment was on fire that day. It was so hot um, and I just could not get the, the temperature cool in there. And Haley came in and she just was such a trooper. And, uh, you know, I had boxes everywhere because I I was doing some stuff around the house and she just was, she was awesome. She was not judgmental. She stayed in it with me. Um, and we have a really fun, broad chat. I really love talking to Haley. I like spending time with her. Um, oh, and before we get started, fun fact, because we do talk about the um, the filming of this location. So of course the San Francisco scenes were actually shot in San Francisco and um, the rest of the movie was actually filmed in Bodega Bay. So there you go. Um, all right, I think that you guys are gonna, Enjoy this. We go a lot of different places. It is a lot of fun. So here she is, Haley Manrique, talking about the birds. Rufus has made his presence known before, because usually we sit over at the table. And that's uh, food time. Yeah. That's food drop time. It's it's funny because, well, Rufus actually does not get any people food. Except for oh. carrots, carrots are the only thing. You're a good, game. you're a better
0: mom than I am.
1: I, you know what it is? I'm lazy. Oh. Meaning, if I like came home after drinking too much and had in and out and like left it, oh. I didn't ever want. It. He's really good about not like That's I can no leave it way. on the coffee table and he won't like jump up on it. Really? Yeah, he's pretty good. Oh. I will say lately he's um, started trying to get into the recycling bag.
0: Uh, so okay. he likes to
1: tear that up a little, and then the Rufus, other Rufus. I don't
0: get you, man. <laughs> this is I can't from, figure you out. This is his natural habitat, <laughs>
1: just like this. Like it's, if you were observing, if you were writing a book report on Rufus, this is what you. Yeah, would Yeah, this watch. is
0: my book report. Um, very strange dog. <laughs> Doesn't like people food, but really into not even trash. Nope, like cans. Yeah,
1: specific recyclables and newspaper mailers it's for very the
0: green dog
1: located <laughs> for the local elections coming up.
0: Well, he's obviously a registered voter. Oh, well, I
1: mean, he's very, he's very, um, he's very wise and he writes op-eds in the newspaper every now and again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: God. The news he's pupper. So, so prolific <laughs> for such a young boy. We have
1: always said that Rufus is a, um, an old man kind of trapped in a dog's body, but I he's like a, a professor. Like mm-hmm. I have girlfriends who say that he always looks like he's writing a, Um, A manuscript. He's distinguished. (laughs) That's for sure. Except for when he begs for belly rubs. And And then he he only drinks port. Exactly. This yes. is what
0: happens when you introduce me to a dog instead of I, I don't even know if we're gonna talk about this movie.
1: We that's okay. Who okay. you know what? Whether it's birds or dogs or animal It's close <laughs> enough. Yeah. Close enough. Um but no, it's uh yeah, for, for the audiences because I've been rolling this whole time. Excellent. They got me run wa- like true bad rom-com style, like walking with my earbuds to turn the AC off and then them popping both pieces off. Yeah. But um Uh yeah, this is so for the listeners, though, it is real hot
0: in the valley right now. It just got hot. It really, really. It's been so cool in the valley for like in a strange amount of time. Yes. Agreed. And then I got really used to it. Same. And now I'm upset. Yep. And I'm one of those people who's like, can't wait till summer. Can't wait till summer. I don't care if it's 100 degrees. I'm the asshole. Yeah, I asked for this, and now I'm complaining. Yeah, I'm the same.
1: I had been looking forward to summer for sure, and I had kind of been mentally preparing myself for being sweaty all the time Mm -hmm. and just all the things that come along with summer in the valley. Um, But here it is, yeah, and I'm not having it. I'm not thrilled about it.
0: Can you imagine how hard it was to shoot a movie wearing a fur coat the entire time? Oof,
1: no. Tippy?
0: Tippy. Tippy, yeah.
1: Tippy, But didn't they shoot it up in... uh New England or something? Oh, uh, I thought they shot it in, in San Francisco.
0: Oh, I have no idea. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. It's yeah, set in San Francisco. Yeah,
1: Bodega Bay is like... Is outside. it a real
0: place? I don't think
1: it is, mm. but I could be wrong. It might be a real place, but not right outside San Francisco. Right. Or maybe it's a real place, but not where they shot it.
0: Yeah. I Mu- don't know. Much like my show, I did very little
1: research Well, this here. is the thing. Part of the reason why, and I do tell people this in the email, and I've said it on You've the pod me before. Me, yeah, but like, I, I, I did do a little reading about like the reaction and metaphors and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which took me back to my film school days, which we will talk about. Yeah, because I took a whole class on Hitchcock. Did you? I really did, and uh, oh. we studied. Um, we did study this movie, and I, for some reason, this movie is like. Burned into my brain. I, I have it mostly. I feel so you didn't like,
0: even need to rewatch it today. You know,
1: surprisingly, I don't really feel like I did. I remembered yeah. most of it. I okay. really, and it's two hours long.
0: It's a long movie. It is. I'll be honest with you. I watched <laughs> half of it last night. Fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. Watched the other half this morning. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> but still, it's in here. I got it. Yes. But so you, let me tell you the I just let's just get into this let's I guess let's do it let's do it let's dive right in. My favorite part I think about this movie is that it would be a fucking awesome movie if there were no birds in it at all. Uh huh. Like it'd be a great drama. Sure. Like the relationships between and the whole thing with like the mom's fear of abandonment. Yeah. The love triangle with Annie. Uh huh. Annie. So interesting.
1: Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because, as so when I was on your podcast, your wonderful podcast, oh. we're not together. Um, I, uh, I, I think we talked a little bit about that. I love horror movies, mm-hmm. and part of the reason that I love them, and I would argue, is exactly what you just said: is that genre, you, the genre elements usually serve as a metaphor for something. But at the end of the day, there is a, um, a traditional drama playing out, right. whether it's family melodrama, whether it's romance, whether it is you know a relationship between parents or and children or whatever it is. And and everything you just said, I agree with. And I think that's why this movie really works is because it is, you know, yes, there you have the supernatural occurrence of the birds, you know, um, attacking people, but you also have this love triangle happening and you have a lot of just human relationships on display. Right,
0: right. And you know what is like, if you would have asked me a couple years ago what my least favorite movie genre is, uh-huh. I would have said horror. Oh, interesting. Which is like, Insanely stupid because some of my favorite movies, Jaws, yes, <laughs> The Birds, yes, Alien, yes, are all horror movies. Yes, they are. I think what I just hate is bad horror.
1: <laughs> yeah, or or a lot of
0: people don't like slasher movies. Slasher movies, exactly. I don't like slasher movies. You know,
1: and I've I, listen. I I like to think of one of the things that I I love all movies. It's kind of why I started this podcast mm-hmm. is because I I felt like I had wait a been, minute you I, you like I, movies I you know what girl you like I movies. Sure do. Sure do, shit. I know. Surprise! Breaking news. <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of felt like I got a little pigeonholed in horror, and uh, I, as in that was the only thing that that I people would ask me to talk about, or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I wanted to just open up my prospects a little bit, and so that's why I started this podcast. But um, one of the things that I love doing as someone who loves horror is sort of kind of talking to people about what they like and what they don't like and being like, oh, maybe you do kind of like like her a little bit. But I had to realize that myself too, because people associate, again, slasher movies. I think slasher movies taking over, you know, pop culture in the 80s, Mm -hmm. right? And then having a resurgence in the 90s kind of define horror in one way, but then when you talk about The Shining or Jaws or Alien or a lot of Hitchcock stuff, you know, it is really horror. Which
0: makes sense because I was, you know, I grew up in the 90s. Like, that's when I was first seeing, I mean, I was pretty young, but that's when I was first seeing, like, horror movies. So I think that's why it was ingrained in my brain that horror or equals like slasher yeah or even b movie yep. type movies and really you've got all these like amazing fantasy. i even love fucking predator predator yeah. is one of my favorite movies that's also. really fun yeah um which i realize like two of my favorite movies jaws and predator are two of the most like hyper mask hyper masculine mm-hmm. movies in the world I, I think it's just because my dad introduced me to movies, sure yes and that's that's part of it um but yeah.
1: Well, I uh, speaking of Predator, my dad also introduced me to Jaws and Predator. Such a
0: dad. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It really is. And my dad <laughs> is like totally an Arnold guy. And uh-huh. so, you know, Predator was his jam. But um, I just watched last night The Predator, which was uh Shane oh, Black's yeah. movie that just came out. How was did that? you did you happen to see that? I didn't see that. Oh, you know, I truly But thought... I
0: love them the I love the Predator. Yes. Like I love that. Alien. Mo- he's an alien. Yeah, that he's not really a
1: monster. Alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, well, he. Uh, if you like a regular predator, mm-hmm. there are mega predators in the predator. Oh Jesus! So, but here's the thing. Um, bigger predator, predator. A predator. <laughs> a bigger <der> <laughs> predator, predator. <laughs> but here's the thing. I will say, you know, I had read a lot of mixed reviews about the predator mm-hmm. because um, a lot of friends of mine said like oh, yeah, this is truly awful. And then a lot of friends said, you know, I don't get what everybody was being so hard on this movie for. I thought it was such a fun, dumb, like, summer blockbuster. Mm -hmm. So I watched it last night. Oh, I think it is atrocious. Oh. I, I mean, I think it is one of the worst things I've seen. Oof, it's just stuff that isn't funny that... It, and Shane Black oh. I think is very funny um I love his work he you know he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang yeah. and he wrote he's written a lot of Iron Man 3 and The Nice Guys and Nice Guys are the other guys the other Ooh, guys they're I'm both go movies the
0: other guys Okay with, That's um, the one with Will Ferrell
1: then not that one. Okay. The nice guys. The nice guys is a different one. Is that the one with Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan I Gosling? Think so then that's I, that's, I our that that's our winner. That's our winner. But anyway, I'm a big fan of his. And oh, this was a stinker. Um, Yikes! But I will say, I heard a l- I heard some rumblings that um, that he, the movie was not his, and he, even though he wrote and directed it, mm. wrote and directed it. He, he had got a some studio stu- interference. Mm, that good old studio happen. interference. I don't know if that's true or not, but mm-hmm. um,
0: I heard that about that Fantastic Four movie, right? Yeah, was that the same kind of drama that they
1: kind of took it away from him. Yeah, yeah, Josh yeah. Trank, the director. But I also think Josh Trank is like, well, he that was his first big movie, and he had d- only done like one. Feature before that, so mm-hmm. I think it was biting off a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, totally.
1: but um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I think you might be a horror fan, and uh, your other choices Preverted. I sadly had already been done. and I was like, I know, hey, bummed that's out.
0: okay. But this is a good one. This is a great movie. I'll tell you what, though, I was prepared to wear because I not only have a pair of Jaws shoes, I also have a pair of Alien Stompers. Nice, I was prepared to wear either of those. Oh, yes. I don't have any birds memorabilia. Oh, although I do have a, mon- a giant. I took a picture for you. I'll show you later. I, but I have a Mondo poster uh-huh. from. Are you familiar with Mondo? Tees? Oh yeah, sure. I got a dope Birds one that's nice. hanging in my room. Nice. Oh. And then tons of Jaws ones. The Jaws and, uh, ones are great. Some of yeah. those like
1: minimalist oh, Jaws I art know. is so good.
0: There's this one by this guy. What's his name? Something Leray, Laurent? Some kind of French mm. French person. But man. It's awesome. Yeah. We really are going off topic. That's okay. You, do you edit these?
1: Yeah, No, this is what we do. This is what we do? This is the pod, man. Oh, shit. Like, I, the, you know, we and I'll, I'll steer us back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving the shit. Okay, I'll steering the ship. I'll crash us
0: right into the harbor. That's if okay. If you don't direct in
1: the bay. I've, even, yeah. I've had a day. lot of
0: Miller lights and I'll just steer us right into yes, the docks.
1: I love that. Yeah. I, I like that. I'm on board. That's the kind
0: of boater I am. Please
1: take me with you. Oh, anytime. Come yes. to Florida. We'll go. I, you know, uh, when was the last time I was in Florida? A couple of years ago, I went to Destin, a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know it was her bachelorette Ooh. party. <laughs>
0: yeah. In Destin? In Destin? Oh, man. How much meth did you guys do? Oh, my God. Only a little. Okay, We truly kept it classy. So you it was a f- fast one. Yeah, yeah. That's um,
1: great. We did the... Uh, okay. So you, you get a boat and you go out into the middle of nowhere and there's a sand dune. And then you park the boat and then everybody just swims. Uh-huh. And there's like an actual, uh, there's like a restaurant that serves no on the water, like just a boat. That
0: sounds awesome. It
1: was super fun. And I, I kid you not, um, the best boiled peanuts I had ever had. Boiled peanuts is so Florida. I am on board. I grew up going to Lake Hartwell, in, which is in Georgia. But um, we would get boiled peanuts mm-hmm. all, on the way all the time. So I'm a fan. Yeah. But also the
0: best Pina colada
1: I have ever
0: had. You know what? This sounds right up my alley, and I'd like to apologize to to Destin uh, in general. Uh, So here's what we did. Please welcome me to that cool floating bar. (laughs) We went right after
1: uh, high season ended. So if that makes sense, we went mm-hmm. in the beginning of
0: off season.
1: Okay. So I think it was like late August. So it wasn't quite Labor Day, but yeah. it was real hot. School oh, it's had started still plenty again. warm. Yeah. It oh. gets, it's
0: warm all the way into winter. Like, oh it's yeah. Just hot as fuck.
1: It was really hot, but yeah. um, but we had a nice time. We did it as classy as we possibly could. It was a pirate themed bachelorette of party, it was. so that seemed very <laughs> fitting. I rented us a pontoon boat.
0: That sounds fun. Your friend sounds fun. It was cool. It was yeah, really fun.
1: Right. She's like my one of my best friends since we were like ten. She sounds cool. Yeah. I'll party with her. Yeah. Okay. You're okay. Next time. Next time she has. Next time she gets married. Exactly. I wonder if (laughs) she (laughs) goes And she gets married again. Yeah. We'll do it again. We'll do it. Um. So okay, I want to start by um asking you, or not start. I want to continue (laughs) by asking you. Um. When was I asked this question a lot, but I think it kind of is telling. When was the first time you saw
0: this movie? Was it a dad movie? That is a good question. I, it, I didn't even think about this. It might have been a dad movie i don't have a distinct memory of the first time i watched it okay i i do remember it, it wasn't as young as when i saw like jaws or predator okay um so it wasn't part of my dad's first rotation uh-huh. um i think it was sometime in my in my early teens um and it was probably pitched to me as like flying jowls and i had been like hell yeah sounds mm-hmm, great mm-hmm. um even though it's not quite like Jaws, there are some just quite there's some differences, you know. Oh, but yeah. it, there's a lot of building in, in the same way, um, you know. That's that's really interesting.
1: Like character uh, work, you mean?
0: Yeah, or just like building of the quote unquote monster, right? Oh, sure. Like that. I mean, obviously, everyone's the most in, fucking incredible scene in that movie is when she's waiting for um what's the what's the sister's name? Kathy. Kathy. She's waiting for Kathy at the school. Yeah. And there's, you know what? I, I, again, I've never watched this movie critically, uh-huh. but when the kids are in the school yes. singing that round, yep. that is so, I never even thought how, about how much that particular song is so incredible for that scene mm-hmm. of that just like. Building and building and building, uh-huh. and then there's more birds, more uh-huh. birds, more birds. It's like oh.
1: there's a lot of people too who have pointed out that they feel like uh, the song is really annoying, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be because basically what they want, what you, what Hitchcock wanted you to feel in that moment is, yeah, let's kill these kids. We're sick of these kids, yeah. which <laughs> Fuck is these kids. which is like kind of you know that is speaking of slasher movies because a lot of people will say that like Psycho mm-hmm. is the grandfather of the slasher movie. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and I think that when we're talking about modern horror tropes and modern horror suspense, a lot of that comes from Hitchcock and the notion that we're rooting for the monster. The villain,
0: yes. Exactly.
1: Because the characters that we're following are annoying or whatever reason, Mm -hmm. um, is something that is very prevalent throughout slasher movies. So it is kind of funny that you can kind of trace, I mean, he's certainly not the first one to do it, but you know, you can look to a scene like that.
0: You know what's interesting? Well, it is funny because you do, luckily no kids die in that scene, but you do see them get like picked and bloodied and you're like, yeah, shut the fuck up. And also they're being annoying. Yeah. When she's like, let's do the fire drill. And they're like, ah, and they're all like whining, you know. You know what I just thought of? Hmm. It is funny because in like slasher movies and horror movies, it's more about being annoyed with your, with the people and the protagonists so you can root for the monster. Yes. And one thing I've realized more about like superhero movies, for example, Uh is they kind of do the opposite rather than make our our friends annoying they make the villain really relatable mhm i yes. guess if you think of like black panther totally. and even like thanos right For yeah. like it's like you every time you're in one of those movies you go He's kind of got a point.
1: Yeah, for sure. Kind of got a point. I mean, and Marvel specifically has really struggled with that over the years. But those two examples that you just pointed out, I think, are the strongest, two of the strongest examples for sure Mm -hmm. um, of that, especially recently. Mm -hmm. And, um, And yeah, they did a really, really good job with that for sure.
0: Yeah, I always love it when you can, I mean, I've told you this before. But for your audiences, like again, I love horror. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer yes. is my favorite show of all yes. time, yes. and that's one of the things that they excel in so well is making villains that are either so fun yes. you root for them, they're they're so fun and evil that you root for them, or you just really can relate to them and empathize with yeah. them. Yeah, but it's and it's it's such an impossible thing because. Buffy is is so empathetic as well, and right. it's just like you're just torn. I mean, it's 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 a great show for uh, your listeners should all be watching. It.
1: I certainly agree, and <laughs> and it's great storytelling. I just saw that uh, Anthony Stewart Head, who played Giles, mm-hmm. um, tweeted that he rewatched the episode called "The Body." <laughs> And uh, Ooh, and that he was yeah. just like singing its praises and then Joss retweeted it and was like, and also, yes, I'm totally patting myself on the back
0: and sharing it or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, I recently showed my boyfriend that episode because he, he was rough. like kind of doing something with um, uh, trying to develop a TV show. And he, he had been told by people who had read the pilot, uh, it, this is like, maybe could be like Buffy. And he had never seen it. So I showed, I was like, I can show you. I have all of them on old school DVD. Hell yeah. Like single play <laughs> oh, episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. old school. Um, so do you
0: have just a whole entire bookshelf? That closet. The entire closet it's is like just a, Buffy.
1: There's a whole shelf and it's deep. And it's just like all the... <laughs> um, but, uh, but I showed him um, in chronological order of the airing I showed him um, Hush Hush," and fantastic. then I showed him the body that was an Emmy
0: nominated episode yes it
1: was like mm-hmm. the only the writing only one, episode which is
0: crazy yeah, it's so crazy. Uh,
1: and then I closed it with once more with
0: feeling. Of course, you yeah. have to. Great, like, great trilogy to, to right intro people because he wasn't show.
1: worried about spoilers. So I was like, I, I'll catch you up on yeah. the characters in between, and then it's
0: he can fun. get it. Yeah, yeah. Even I've shown people those kind of those kind of episodes before too, and it's still like you still can watch it. And it oh yeah, be fantastic. Also, you'll forget there's six seasons. <laughs> you're gonna forget what you just watched by the time you get back. There's here. a lot of episodes, hour longs for sure, forty five minutes. Well, yeah. you know, what you just made me think of. Hmm. um specifically yeah. in the body is there's that one like one earth shot um and it's so insanely quiet and that's one thing that i forgot about the birds yes is the lack of music and how quiet yes. it is and how wonderful that it is it's so good um, um sorry go ahead oh i was just going to specifically the scene where um gosh i'm so bad with the character names the mother's name mother uh, character lydia lydia where she goes to visit that other mm-hmm. farmer guy mm-hmm. who's got the chickens that aren't eaten mm-hmm. either, mm-hmm. and just her walking through is um is so it's it's so quiet and even when she sees the body even her reaction is so quiet and it's so cool. There, go ahead. No, please. I, I just keep thinking of shit. Good, it, go um, ahead. But that's also the scene where she observes the broken teacups in his house. Yes. Where before, you know, she had those broken teacups that it was. Oh, and again, I love that scene where her son's talking to the sheriff, but it's all focused on her cleaning up those yes. teacups. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And then you see her see the teacups. and It's like, oh, shit.
1: I know. What the birds is going to
0: happen.
1: You know, it's funny, too, because Psycho had come before and mm. um, before this and um, had such a powerful score. Yeah. The score really almost is just as iconic as sure. the sequence, uh, the shower scene specifically. Wee, wee, and wee, exactly, wee. and the to make the choice to pretty much have no score mm-hmm. is a really bold choice, but I do think that filmmaking wise it makes a lot of sense because if you want to, you know, um illustrate isolation Mm -hmm. and uh, just all you hear are the waves, all you hear are the birds the gulls, like whatever exactly, yes Um, I, okay, so I sort of um, mentioned a little earlier, I did a I took a class in Hitchcock and so as soon as I put this movie on, all of that analysis, all that, like it just came straight back, and so I want to ask you, because there's been a lot of, and, and I know you said this is one of the first times you'd watch the movie like critic with a critical eye right um do you think the birds represent something
0: huh because i do oh you do i do okay i haven't thought of it that critically because here's (laughs) the thing not not, i'm sure it does Uh uh-huh um I'm sure it does. It's, I don't know. What's your theory? Well, so
1: I did, this is the stuff that I I did do a couple of, like read a couple of articles before Uh, you got here just as a little refresher. I know I did. I cheated. (laughs) I totally cheated. Um, And like, you know, there have been, there have been a lot of essays written about how the birds represent sexuality
0: or the Mm -hmm. birds represent whatever. Oh, it always represents sexuality. It always does. Of course it does. Um, But I think- Women can't be horny. Right. No. Not Unless it's through birds. Right? Birds. Well, so you're not far off from what (laughs) I think.
1: But um, I have always thought that the birds represent just women, women in general. Women are everywhere. Everywhere. And if you think about it, if you think about Mitch, Mitch is constantly surrounded by women and they're just pecking at him the whole oh, fucking time. Yeah. Whether it's his mother being like mm, I don't like her mm-hmm. or whether it's you know um, Tippi Hedren's character and she's just like "Oh, I'm so cute. Look how cute I am. Yeah. Or the neighbor who clearly. By the way, why was he not with uh, Annie? teacher Annie? She's fantastic. She has always but been he my always favorite. does
0: what he wants. She is a. F- I love her. There's no reason why he wouldn't pick her Agreed. except that he's an asshole.
1: That yes. It, yeah. He made a Mistake yeah. essentially, um, and, uh, and then I thought about all the supporting characters. You know, the main supporting characters that actually drive this story are women. The old lady in the coffee shop who's mm-hmm. like, I know all about birds, yeah, I'm and, a she, and she just talks, talks, talk, talks, and she's like, You're wrong, here's why you're wrong, here's why everything you're saying is wrong. I'm just gonna keep pecking at you, pecking at you, all your theories. Oh. Then you have the lady there with her kids, and she's like, This is your fault, right? You're, you're scared. And the children exactly, or you're, you're
0: evil pecking at you, pecking at you, pecking right. at you, and as if she could bring in all these birds, like summon them because <laughs> she's a witch. Exactly, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous witch, a gorgeous witch with a Which, oh great Oh she is green gorgeous. Suit. I was just like, uh,
1: well, Tippi this is like you know, this was a this was a big deal in the lore of Alfred Hitchcock and the Hitchcock blonde, his relationship mm-hmm. with Tippy Hedren. Like, do you know any of that stuff?
0: I've I feel like I've heard that Hitchcock blonde term before, but totally. I didn't like, I didn't, stu- I don't really so understand.
1: So basically, he, it, okay, so he always had crushes on this one steely, you know, type of woman, this blonde, hit cold, like, you know, gaze, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, even though, by the way, I disagree with like that whole sentiment because I think Grace Kelly is very warm. I don't understand why anyone would ever call her cold. I think that, uh, uh, oh my God, the, fuck I am blanking so hard on the woman who is uh the lead in Vertigo and she Mm-mm. is Kim, Vera, Kim Novak that's it Kim Novak. Um, Kim Novak I find you know yes her character in the beginning is cold but when she is you know um the other character she's incredibly warm and fun and cool and I just anyway That's a side tangent. The Mm -hmm. point is...
0: You tell him, girl. I'm mad.
1: Um, (laughs) The tippy Hedron of it all, you know, this was the first time they worked together. He was so sexually repressed at this time and he was, he became... Grotesque with Tippy Hedren, he would throw himself on her. He would, you know, use like like he didn't he didn't fucking do that to Grace Kelly, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But for some reason, he just like was so enamored of her that he took it to a level that he had never taken it
0: before, on Ugh. camera and off camera.
1: And um, the, it, it put a bad
0: taste in my mouth about that movie. It's
1: well, I mean, it's it's fascinating because I think that. I think that despite all of this, Tippi Hedren is doing a great job. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of like, you know, Freudian analysis about all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, I do think it's so this was the start of that for her. Uh And then um, she later is in a movie called Marnie, um, which I personally strongly dislike. But the article that I read today in The Guardian said they think it's better. They think it's his best movie. So I'm like, well. There's a lid for every pot. <laughs>
0: yeah, truly. But
1: um anyway, the point is, uh I think that I think the birds are Except women. Are women, but I think through the lens of a the patriarchy. Right. Like like, like a hen pecked male. Are, exactly. Yeah. They're annoying, they're everywhere, uh-huh. they won't stop. Uh, you know, and also like we shit white. So there's that. So we, that's the other thing we yes. have in common. Sure. Um and also, I mean, much has been made about the fact that like her little lovebirds are green and she's dressed in green. And oh. like, you know, like she she's bird-ish in
0: whatever way. Do you think, and I mean, obviously Hitchcock is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, so it might not be true with this. Yeah. But do you think that there there is a certain point where a lot of this stuff is just incidental and people just read too much into shit? Sure. I mean, there <laughs>
1: there is like that saying, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, right. And um, Hitchcock... I would argue by far is the easiest to write term paper after term paper after term paper because you can look at any of the things that he's putting on the screen and read into them. Uh And I think he did some of that on purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think he also, I mean, Marnie, actually to your point, the movie Marnie is all about Fuck therapy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like fuck your fuck your psychology. Yeah, because this was the time of Freud, and you know this becoming like a mainstream. N- mainstream is the wrong word, but something people were talking about and were interested in. Mm-hmm. What do things represent? Right, right, and and all this. And Marnie is essentially Hitchcock giving the middle Being finger like, that. to that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yes. Got it. So um, who knows? But um, but I I think it's kind. Of, I but do it's an think interesting that. thing to think about, and it's interesting, it's interesting to maybe watch it again
1: with that in mind Yeah, and think about that. It's um, just scene by scene by scene. And granted, I will say my theory isn't clean, meaning it's not like uh, it's women who are sexually active. Like, right. no, it's just every scene to me is
0: patriarchy being annoyed with women. Right. I got a women problem. And I wonder, can you trace it back to like, before every bird attack, is there a moment where Mitch is being annoyed he's kind of always
1: surrounded yeah it's fascinating mm-hmm. to see like there he's surrounded by three generations mm-hmm. and he just i mean <laughs> and to his credit it's not like he ever says all these women but they're bickering and they're fighting over him. And, you know, even when... And when Tippi Hedren's character steps out of line a little bit at the very end and decides to go investigate in that room and she gets attacked, the last thing she says is Mitch. And you're Mm -hmm. just like, I mean, I don't know. What's Mitch going to do? She doesn't even call out for him. She just kind of... And so it's like this very weird, helpless thing, but also like she's being punished for being adventurous, right? Which is her character and her nature, exactly. yeah, yeah. so it's it's a you can I think that there's a lot to chew on, but um, that's something I have felt since because uh, the reason I bring it up is, and I brought up the film school stuff mm-hmm. is because when I was younger and I first saw the movie vertigo, I actually and and, you know, I actually read it as empowering mm-hmm. the first time. Then a couple of years went by and I watched it again recently and I was like, Fuck this movie. (laughs) I have strong feelings. Um, I think that's the second episode of my podcast that got released. And Rebecca McKendry, who's a professor of film studies, and she's a big horror fan. She and I were just, we, neither of us had watched it in a while. Yeah. And we watched it and we were like, whoa. Oh, we hate this. But this one. Uh, everything that came back to me from being a student, I was like, was I still think that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I still feel that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, a little off topic. Did you Peek. think Mitch not only looked like, but also sounds kind of, I know it's Rod Taylor, right? Yeah. Not only looks like, but kind of sounds like Robin Williams. Oh. Go back and, and think about it. Wow. Look at his picture. Wow. I mean. Even in his like intonation
1: i'm thinking about his visually mm-hmm. and i could sort of see where you're going with yeah. that um voice wise i didn't pick up on it mm-hmm. but i could i could go, i could go back and watch a scene without i'm gonna mind.
0: make you watch it a third let's time let's do it let's start right <laughs> let's watch now. it right now <laughs> okay people we got two more hours okay everyone buckle up um i also like how uh, Melanie would basically have a reality TV show if this was set in 2019. Oh. You know, like Rich Girl, like Always in Trouble. Okay. So here's here's something I, <laughs> to your point.
1: I kind of love that this all started because he was a dick to her, so she was going to one-up him and just be that like... That is a really fun like,
0: part of it. It's
1: kind of hilarious that... She just has the time Why not? and the
0: resources to fuck with someone. Yeah, that she, is really fun. It's
1: kind of hilarious. I
0: feel like if I had unlimited time and unlimited money, <laughs> I'd kind of do shit like that too. Yeah, yeah. Just go drop. Presents. Well, I'd be able to be petty as fuck. Oh. I'm already kind of petty. Okay, but if I had unlimited time and resources, like if I didn't have a full time job, I would I would be so petty all over this yeah. town. Anyone who cuts me off in traffic, getting some kind of petty revenge. Em. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just don't have the time. That's Who has fair. the time? I mean, Melanie does. Melanie does. It's well, you can be petty in San Francisco. You can't be petty in L.A. I guess this so. traffic's too bad. Um, side note:
1: One thing I noticed when I was watching this, I did this is something I did not do research on, but I was wondering if uh, if Tippi Hedger named her daughter Melanie after this character because you know her oh. her daughter is Melanie Griffith.
0: Oh yeah!
1: Oh, I think I did know that. I wonder. Yeah, so I would be very curious. That's cool. Um, I never put two and two together that Melanie was her character's name. I mean, even though they say
0: it like a million times, yeah. I just was always like Tippy Hedren. Right? Uh, yeah, I know uh, Tippy's so much more fun to say. Yeah, it is a more fun name for sure. I, I wrote down this one thing. Yeah, it was a joke, which is such a such a weird joke. They were talking about one of Mitch's cases. Uh huh. And they were like, "This guy murdered his his wife." And they're like, oh, why Why did you? Oh, he shot her six times, right? Oh, why do, you, why do you shoot her? Wouldn't two just do it? And he's like, oh, he was watching baseball. So, oh, well, she changed the channel. <laughs> she deserves to die. Right? You know, it's like, Jesus. Okay, but this, I think, is like, again, there's, it goes along with the
1: hen thing. They're so casually just like, women are annoying. Yeah, you can't. Ch- I'm watching the ball game. Let's kill them. Yeah, yeah, kill, kill, kill. It's. Uh, Oh, man. It was a different time, though. Yeah. (laughs) I say that not making the excuse, but just because. It was a different time. I ran into that problem in another movie. Murdering
0: women was much more casual back then. It was
1: much more funny. It
0: was much more funny. Yeah. And then you got the Bundys who ruined everything, and they made it not fun anymore. Boo. Boo. Murder used to be cool. Murder! These kids, kids these days ruin murder. They sure did.
1: Used to be fun. Dumb old. Guys in the 70s and 80s. You can't murder anybody anymore. No, you can't even joke about it. can't even
0: joke about murdering anybody.
1: <laughs> Yeah. It's
0: so hard to be a man. I know.
1: Boo-hoo. It's so hard to be a very wealthy attorney uh, who's good-looking, clearly banging everyone in that town. Can I we know. talk about, like, this lady, uh, what is beautiful? Sandy, no. What is the teacher's name again? Annie. Annie, Annie. Um, Annie, that monologue where Annie's just like, Well, it didn't work out, but uh, I just really like Mitch, so I'm gonna stick
0: around. I couldn't, I'll have him any way I can. That part seems so unfitting with her character. Right? Like, everything about her just screams like cool, casual, like independent woman. Yep. And then that is just like, that's why you're here? Yeah. I wish there was a different reason.
1: And. Why? And she has to die. She dies. She has to die.
0: Well, that's the only way to solve the love triangle. Exactly. And she has to die. She has to die. No. Someone goat. has to kill her. Yeah. Because in goats. my fantasy, Mitch dies and then Annie and and uh-huh. Melanie get together. I'm on. I think that that was where we were headed ship, in the ship, beginning ship, ship, of the ship. movie.
1: If I, I mean,
0: there was some, um, I mean, there was obviously sexual tension between Melanie and Mitch, but yes. maybe it's only because I'm a lesbian and I like to read between even the thinnest of mm-hmm. lines. I was like, I, mm, some sexual tension here. Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. They're
1: just sleeping over, hanging
0: out. Just gals being pals. Gals having being s- pals. Having sleepovers. <laughs> In the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm sure happened way more than anyone cares to admit.
1: What did you, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: Yes. Just let's spend the Our husbands are out of town on a business trip. Mm-hmm.
1: Sleepover, sleepover.
0: But then the birds, and then the birds. But happen.
1: then those fucking women birds, uh. fucking women birds. <laughs> Damn it, you birds. Um, yeah, she, man, she's Annie. Annie, yeah, Annie's a cool character. I just want to give her some props because, but you know, it's interesting. Like even in Vertigo, um, uh, there's a side character. So it's no, yeah, yeah, side character, and um, she was engaged to Jimmy Stewart's character. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim, I have vague
0: memories of Vertigo, it, so yeah. Thanks for explaining. Is, it is awful. Please don't watch okay, it. Okay, deal. But
1: uh, <laughs> but, um, deal. but no, she was engaged to Jimmy Stewart's character, and then he he broke it off. Maybe she broke it off. I don't remember. But she's still clearly in love with him, and it is pathetic. Mm. Now, I I am not saying that. What I'm saying is the execution of this is. Pathetic, right? They, and it is it is sad to watch. And then here comes you know um, Kim Novak, and she's beautiful, steely blonde. And how could James Stewart see anything else?
0: Well, yeah. So,
1: so it's a theme. It's this like weird theme. But then again, dismissing awesome women is also a weird theme because in Rear Window, um, have you ever seen Rear Window again? Not in a long time. Now, that one, rewatch okay. all day, every yeah. day. It is excellent. Still holds up. Grace Kelly, oh, just amazing. Yeah. But she plays this fabulous, adventurous, gorgeous cool ass lady and James Stewart could not be less interested in her mm-hmm. she's pining over him and he's just like nah I'm all set and I'm like you can go fuck yourself
0: well in the 60s you gotta not want the man right. before gotta he wants you, you know. yeah, then yeah. he'll want you if ugh. you want him it's like ugh. even if you're Grace Kelly even if you're Grace Kelly you're a hag Ooh, you're a hag Grace. if you want him
1: why are you so needy <laughs> God, it's just like it's a very Hitchcock like, yeah. Especially with his blondes, his Hitchcock blondes. What a perv! But you know what? The idea that women are pining over this guy and they couldn't be any they couldn't be less interested. Like, talk about wish fulfillment for old Hitch, right? The right.
0: The idea
1: that he's surrounded by all these women and like, ugh, yeah. And he's mm. d- dismissing them. Honestly, like, there's you know that's a whole other conversation, but there's a lot of. There's a lot of really not subtle misogyny in his movies, mm-hmm. and I—I uh, I don't know if that's why I've never been able to.
0: But he's such a catch. Look at clearly him.
1: Clearly, always wears a suit.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: English.
0: <laughs> uh, a director. Uh,
1: <laughs> a director. He'll put you in pictures. Um, anywho, yeah. But um, but I, I Annie Annie R.I.P. Annie. I really am on team Annie here.
0: Yeah, I know that's so sad. I also she needs a podcast. Her voice is so great. Yeah, so velvety,
1: smoky. uh, I
0: would listen to any ASMR thing she wanted to do. Agreed. Who's that? Who is that actor? She
1: uh, was on um, Newhart. She was Bob Newhart's wife on that show, and now I am like totally blanking on her name again. She recently died. Like very, very Suzanne Plachet. Okay, that's it. So this was her when she was like. A hottie, Ooh, and yeah. then she was a new heart. I want to say in like the late seventies, or oh, maybe it okay. wasn't seventies, maybe it was the eighties, because mm-hmm. uh, I do remember. By the time that show ended, she was she was older mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, not like. You know what I'm saying? She's right, right,
0: not right. Uh, like this. Certainly passed her Hitchcock prime. Correct.
1: Yes, <laughs> I would say that. But speaking of, I wanted to also bring up that these women, uh, Veronica Cartwright, speaking of Alien... Yes, I know. Like, the cast of these
0: women is Huge pretty uh, like, awesome. And Jessica Tandy Jessica is Tandy. Lydia and... and- I got to say, I don't know how old Jessica Tandy was in this movie, but God, she looks fantastic. Stunning. Stunning. She's gorgeous. Stunning. That's a character, Lydia is a
1: character that I uh, um, had feelings about. Uh, recently because I just think like in-laws or like your your partner's parents there's always an interesting dynamic mm-hmm. and the idea of this mother who was like very protective of this son and and like she straight up <laughs> <laughs> my my boyfriend's mom didn't say to me I haven't decided if I liked you yet but she like gave me
0: Kind of a similar
1: okay. talk. She like, wasn't
0: quite that forward about it. Y- exactly. But yeah. it was
1: like I got I got the it it just was got like that we're, vibe. we're not there. Like, you know, kind of thing. And I oh. and I remember being like, Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But um I, I definitely had like I had a, a reaction mm-hmm. to Lydia this time around for sure.
0: One thing I did kind of like about that was they stressed it wasn't necessarily about you know, no one's good enough for my son or I'm trying to protect him, but it was more about her abandonment issues. Sure. I and guess after again, 'cause there's there's so much juicy stuff in here. That's why I'm like, it really didn't need to be a horror movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you really could have made just this great drama, mm-hmm. you know, love triangle thing. Which would have been much more interesting because you couldn't have just killed off Annie. Exactly. You would have to deal with that shit. That's right. You know? That's right. But um yeah, it was it was it was just uh I really enjoyed that. It was also it was weird because it was like there were moments though where she's so, you know, intense about Mitch, but I felt like she wasn't that crazy about like for example when Kat there's a there's a part where Kathy is like, I'm gonna be sick and, and throw up mm-hmm. and Melanie takes her to go to the bathroom and help her clean up. And that, that is a moment where You know, Lydia goes, oh, maybe this girl, this woman is okay. But you would think that the mom would want to be more active It's a
1: It's a weird dynamic because Lydia is so much older than Kathy. Yeah. And I, and I'm not saying this to be funny, I can't tell how old Mitch is supposed to be. Right. Mitch looks old to me. Exactly. He looks 40. He looks 40. And Kathy's
0: 12. Right. Yes. So, how old is Lydia? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, is you know is again because men during this this time could be leading men up until they were sure. nearly fifty. Sure, and I don't know. Again, I don't know how old Tippy was, but I imagine she was in her twenties. Yeah, she she looked young. We yeah, that, so she must have been in her. She must have been playing someone in their her twenties. Yes, I imagine. I would
1: imagine. And is
0: he also supposed to be in his twenties? Uh, he, I'm my 30s? guess for
1: his age is he's supposed to be. 30? 30s 30 that's my guess. 31 31 and a lawyer a hard 31 and i mean a very hard
0: 31 <laughs> like one giant um, forehead crease okay so that's been like from 30 years of cigarette smoke and scotch because he started drinking and smoking when he was three
1: yes exactly. um okay so let's let's actually look at this the birds came out in 1963 okay Rod Taylor was born in 1930, so he was actually 33, 33.
0: years old. Yeah, that is a hard hard living. Okay, <laughs>
1: Tippi Hedren was born in 1930; she was also 33. Well, see,
0: she looked damn fine. She looked she damn, damn fine.
1: Okay, Jessica Tandine was born in 1909. Let's round it up to 1910, uh, so she was 53,
0: 54, then since 50, it was 1909.
1: Sure. So that wow, means that she looks she, so good. So. She had she had, Mitch when she was like twenty. That's I guess that makes fair sense. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. So she was in her math 50 checks th- out. Math yeah. checks so out. Yeah. So then I guess she had Kathy when she was like forty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. I okay. Mean, okay. The birds. All right. Your math checks out. You know what? Honestly, I, when I watch older movies, um, okay, let's look at. Um, oh, look at that, Suzanne Plachette, who was um, Annie, is seven years younger than um, Tippi Hedren. She was born so she in was 37, a, so she was like 23. No, 20, 24, right? 24, right? Something like that. Fuck, I don't know. Mid-20s? That's interesting
0: to me. Oh, 33, so yeah, she was 26 then.
1: Mm-hmm. She read much older. Yeah, she died uh, young. She died when she was 70. Tippi Hedren's still um, alive.
0: Oh, So anyway. Yeah, she read much older. Yeah. But in a mature way, you know, like she just seemed sure. like a very
1: sure, sure. Like she she'd lived a life. She's lived a life with her smoky voice. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know what? Hard living on Bodega Bay. For real, man. They didn't use sunscreen. What then. else do you do? They didn't know. You don't use sunscreen. What else is there to do they except put smoke? Crisco on and just tan And by drink the bed. brandy, right? Exactly. Weren't they drinking brandy? Yes. What
0: else is there to do? I mean, good question. There don't even any bird shops over there. You can't <laughs> go bird shopping. Can't
1: can't buy yeah, that was such a funny thing. My little I'm sister... I'm not texting,
0: by the way. I'm just looking at my at my birds notes no that's i'm here with you i believe it i'm here i'm i'm here with you i haven't left you i'm here with
1: you right now um everybody gets to pick a movie that's not on the list Mm -hmm. that they would add to the list (laughs) so let's go to add your movie to the list corner
0: add my movie add my movie to the (laughs) list corner you got to cut that part (laughs) okay maybe you don't have to that's okay fine whatever (laughs) i don't stutter You. i do stutter sometimes it's okay okay you ready for this i'm ready whether it's deserving or not, this would go on my list. Okay. All right? Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
1: Yes. Has it, anyone ever said
0: that? Um, Son I, of a bitch. Don't tell me someone said I don't that.
1: think anybody has picked that one specifically to add to the list. Okay. It, might, it may have come up in conversation at some point, but I think you're the first. Okay, excellent. Yes, that's a great choice and is absolutely deserving. I think so,
0: right? I, I love that movie. Um, part of the reason... Is because it just involves a lot of the things that I like, which is comedy, yes, murder, the murder, murder, and I love noir and cartoons and cartoons <laughs> <laughs> and mixed media. Um, I'm really into just mixed media, 2D guys. animation specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I just think it's a it's a great great movie it, um oh yeah because i was gonna the maltese falcon was another yes, one that that's was, right we that we're was gonna potentially talk about correct yes because um yeah i love i love noir and and i always love i'm really into detect anything detective okay. anything private eye kind of stuff love that stuff another one of my favorites is um uh dead men don't wear plaid oh
1: okay have you yes. seen that one oh, steve
0: martin right steve martin yeah I, I
1: don't think i've seen it in a really long time if i've
0: seen it okay if you you should, de- you of all people should definitely okay, watch it. I will. I mean, because it's, um, I know we're supposed to be talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, no. but um, yeah, Steve Martin, and then as you, are you, you're familiar with, like how he uh, old like movies from the 40s are like intercut. No. Oh, you don't know? Uh-uh. Oh, it's excellent. So it's like basically all these movies. Like I think there's like probably 20 movies cut into it. And it's basically like Steve Martin plays this like PI. It's obviously a comedy, but he plays this private investigator and it'll be him saying something stupid and it'll cut to the to the opposite to the, and it, it'll be like him talking to Humphrey Bogart oh, from like cool. cool. Uh, I don't know it's not the, I don't think the Maltese Falcons ever in it but sure, like sure. or dial in for murder yeah. you know it'll have like scenes of that yeah. and they'll use body doubles to like mimic people that's awesome but it, it's, it's really cool I it's really think, good and I've definitely never seen this you should I have it on DVD actually I'll give it to you okay. I'll let you borrow it you have to watch it it's right awesome. up your alley um, it is another. It's two. It's like two hours long. It's really long, but exactly. you, you'd really like it. I can do it. Yeah, it's got all these classic movies in it, and then Steve Martin, like being an idiot. That's so fun. It's so fun. I love that. Um, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I loved it. Was one of the ones that was not about a monster killing people that my dad introduced me to. Uh huh. Sure. So that was like one of because my dad was really into stuff like that, like yeah. super masculine horror. Okay. And like super silly comedies. Okay. So it was like Predator, Jaws. And then on the upside, it was like, airplane, who framed Roger Uh Rabbit, the jerk. You know, that was the other one we were maybe going to do. But it's really great. And I I really liked, I think, also, it was my first introduction into cartoons being a little edgy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like adult. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Because then eventually I got like, and SpongeBob wasn't even this edgy. But when I was growing up, like SpongeBob came around. I started watching that. And not that that was... Quite as edgy, mm-hmm. but then then cartoons started getting a little edgier and I mean more sure, adult,
1: but pushing the boundaries right for, absolutely. for kids' content yes. obviously I mean
0: the Sim- not counting The Simpsons because that's an adult show, but like kids' content being a little edgier, I was like. I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is one I grew up on as well, and um, I watched over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and um, I still love it to this day. And I still think it's, I still think it's hilarious, and I, I think it's, and I think it's a great movie. And it's also really fun because it's a movie that loves movies. It's a movie Absolutely. that loves Hollywood. Totally, and it's fun to look at. You know, remembering that like. I mean it the the gag that everybody laughs at I, I mean that is clearly a gag. Is when J- Judge Doom says we're calling it a freeway. Yeah, yeah, right. And they're <laughs> like, well, who the who the hell would ever do that? When well, you can just take the red car for a nickel, right? And right. when you look into cars, yeah,
0: automobiles everywhere. Exactly. exactly.
1: Like, now, when you look at the history of Los Angeles and how, like, there was public transportation and like it didn't, it wasn't always a car town and all of that stuff. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really great. Um, and the first time I was ever sexually attracted to a cartoon. Oh, I mean. And I think most people would say that. I don't know how you. About Jessica Rabbit. Oh, you're, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're not talking oh, about Roger? Roger? <laughs> no, of
1: course. I mean, yes. Roger's got big hands, just saying. He does. <laughs> and big feet. <laughs> Okay, Clark So I'm just, you know (laughs) Um, Lots
0: of energy, I'm sure (laughs) Yes, so much energy Definitely be willing to
1: please Um, No, I I agree I mean, Jessica Rabbit is just um, But you know what's cool about her In addition to being sexy And just smoking And yeah, I think makes a lot of people Be like, why am I so attracted to a cartoon? Right Um, She is smart and she is, absolutely. you know, it, it, there's more, she is not your
0: typical, um, femme fatale,
1: right? She's, you know, she's, she's a, actually the
0: opposite. Yeah, exactly. She, she's, she's appears that way. Exactly. She seems that way pretty much the whole time. And yeah. then you realize, no, she's actually on, on Roger's side the whole time. And she's insanely loyal. Yeah. Like she loves Roger as much as she says she does. But yeah, you're right. She, I think that's another reason why I like her is because she's not only this, sexual character, but she is, like, she she owns her sexuality, mm-hmm. for sure. But she's so much more than that. She's really not there just as eye candy. Of course. Which makes sense, because why would... Roger like why would Roger be married to her if she was just look good? You know, Roger likes a woman with some substance. He's right? a deeper
1: he's, he's a, a deeper, deeper individual yeah. for sure. Well,
0: <laughs> I think part of the reason why, you know,
1: that movie has stood the test of time in addition to the um technology and the, you know, the the lore of, you know, getting the Disney characters and with the Warner Brothers characters and all that. How the hell did they do that? I mean, they, it was like a lot of legal wrangling, but that was like one of the first times that they yeah. I, I think that is the first time that Disney ever allowed Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. to be used by
0: somebody else, right? Because it, it was WB, was it? WB? Uh, well,
1: let's see. Wasn't it? I I want to say it's Amblin because um, it's Spielberg. You know, oh, he didn't direct right, right. it, but it? um, yeah. but he Robert Zemeckis directed it. Yeah. Uh, but I want to say Steven Spielberg produced it, and it's an Amblin. Oh no, it's Touchstone. It's Touchstone. So you know what? Hold on, I might be getting my lore wrong because Touchstone was eventually purchased by Disney, but was Touchstone always Disney? This is these are. I'm gonna, is, have a, I'm gonna have a. Stroke. Oh man, this I'm is about a lot. A stroke. This is a lot of nerdy, uh, sweaty questions, <laughs> literally and figuratively. But I do think that subverting, yeah, subverting the genre is absolutely part of the reason why um, Roger Rabbit, you know.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. I think, I think you're right on all accounts. Okay. Walt Disney Studios, Touchdown Pictures, Amblin. I mean, I think it was just there a we go. huge collaboration. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, that, that always struck me. When I, you know, I watched it as a little kid, but then I wa- when I watched it as an adult, you know, after graduating college and out he- yeah. being out here, I was like, how, how expensive was this movie? How oh the hell did they God. afford this? What yes.
1: the fuck? And it could have been awful. It could have been awful. Like it could have
0: gone so bad. Yep it could have gone so bad and we
1: would be remiss if we did not mention uh Bob Hoskins uh, oh, as Eddie Valiant yeah rip he's so great so in fantastic. that movie i mean i have th- actually the last time i watched it and it was recently um, i really noticed how good he was at playing off of of something, N- something, nothing, nothing who a knows, stick, probably. I mean, because this is not like obviously. Now we all hear about the Avengers and how like they're playing off of tennis ball, and like mm-hmm. you have to be, I'm scared, I'm this, I'm that, but like he's doing comedy yeah. opposite, and he's doing physical comedy off yeah. of a non existent partner. I mean, I'm sure that there is some element of green screen or, or suits, and you know, they're taking like green suits or whatever, mm-hmm. but um. Either way, the fact is that that performance is outstanding. Like it's so good. It's remarkable. Yeah, he's um,
0: the, uh, such a great straight man in that in that character. Yeah, for so sure. So good. Because I do, I, I really appreciate when, I mean, some of the funniest movies have, obviously a lot of comedies have straight the straight man right, character, right? Right. But some people, I think less experienced actors or less good actors mm-hmm. play it as a straight man who is in a comedy. Totally. Rather than just totally straight man. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think Bob Hoskins does a really great job of that. Like, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and because him for him, tunes are not um like this novel thing. Right. You know what I mean? He knows what they are. He, and he hates them. He hates them now. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's grown up, you know, he this is not like
0: a oh, I really I'm like that backstory too. It's His backstory so great. And, it, and then he finds out, well, he's right. A tune did kill his brother, but it was this evil, yeah. evil tune. Yeah. Who poses as a man. I wonder if there's right. something to that. <laughs> mm. I wonder. I'm going to write a book report on Who Framed Roger Ooh, Rabbit. Oh, great. And I'll bring it back to I you. I will
1: gladly read that. <laughs> um, and uh, for anyone listening who needs some bo- do a double feature of, uh, of Who Framed Roger Rabbit and uh, Mermaids because he's so good in Mermaids Have you Oh, ever seen
0: Mermaids? God. Yes. You just you literally just reminded me of that movie. I just watched I watched it at
1: Christmas again and I was just like, Man, this movie is so
0: good. I feel like a chunk of my brain was just restored. <laughs> like, you know how when you like like I feel like the I, you just implement, implemented like a hard like an external hard drive I you. back into yeah. my brain and I'm like, oh my god, I know Kung Fu yeah, and, and mermaids. And,
1: and mermaids. Oh my god. Well go home and watch Holy mermaids shit. or listen to the soundtrack. It's wow. so good. I think I can operate
0: a forklift there also now. Like you just really truly unlocked a portion of my brain that you I can, thought was dormant.
1: <laughs> you can definitely sing the shoop shoop song now. I'm <laughs> very sure. so excited. Um well Haley, this has been so fun and so fun. I'm so glad that I got to have you on my show. I had such yeah. a love. Time on your show,
0: I know. And Zach was on here. And Zach was yes,
1: we've recorded an episode. I believe. Let's see. I believe the week. I believe his episode might come out the week. Before yours, but they're that they're they're gonna That's be fine. close. That's Chron- okay.
0: Chronological. I can live with that. Yeah,
1: but um, this Zach is so always different.
0: gets top billing. Oh, the please! You
1: know what? Just because you said that, maybe I'll switch him. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> but you uh, <laughs> you're you're such a sport for for sitting in my very hot apartment with boxes everywhere. I'm from Florida.
0: I, I'm I'm half gator. <laughs> I'm half alligator. I could sit in a swamp for. <laughs> Three whole days. I love that. Well, let's not make you do it today. So okay. uh, I'm going to
1: I'll turn the AC on now. Okay? Appreciate it. But thank you again. Thanks, Clark. Yay. <laughs> Alrighty, friends, that is going to do it for me today. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with Haley and uh, coming up this Thursday on Patreon at patreon.com slash Clark Wolf. There's going to be a mini with more from my conversation with Haley. So if you haven't already head on over there, um, those mini episodes are for $5 monthly contributors. Um, uh, so if you contribute $5 or more monthly, you get access to a new mini episode every week. Um, but until then, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for your support please feel free to rate and review the podcast if you haven't already please feel free to click subscribe that is also very helpful and uh, until then I will see you next time bye